I come from legacy. Most of my careers was Syngenta, which was historical. Like you think about companies, Sibagaygi, Novartis, AstraZeneca, or Zeneca, which became AstraZeneca, some of the largest mergers in history. So I was really fortunate to be around and learn. Like I started in Greensboro with Syngenta and I put myself where I could, after leaving another industry, learn different aspects of a company because they had a headquarters there. So I got to see finance, marketing, you name it, right? Sale, everything. And I was very fortunate to learn about uh, crop protection, seed care, and seed. And where I'm going with this is what I learned at Syngenta, a lot of the roles I took were things that weren't core. They were the harder things, or they were like trees, nuts, and vines when people focus on corn, things like that, or uh, redemption of marketing program payments. And Peter Pace said this when he spoke to us at Syngenta, the general, he said, you got to learn to bloom where you're planted. He talked about assignment he didn't want. And I probably had four assignments I did not want that taught me how to see things. But I always knew I wanted to work for myself. And I always knew I wanted to build things. So Syngenta, I was very fortunate. They trained me well, probably better than college, I would say. And I got to see how to build things, do things. And so when I left, I did a few ag tech things and I worked for a cooperative because I wanted to see that part of the retail value chain. But I'd seen the, let's, let's put it this way. I've seen what's good about ag tech and I've seen what's bad. And, you know, when climate got sold for a billion dollars, I think a lot of people lost their minds. So things got unreal really fast and the promise and the hype started to fizzle, I'd say. And so when Tyrannus came, I'd heard of them before, but they were very small. And when they finally came, I wasn't inclined to go back to ag tech. I'll be honest with you. I did not want anything to do with ag tech because of that history, because of that bubble, my view of it, right or wrong. But I'd always respected what certain entities did. Uh, but I was at a place where I thought about my career and I thought about Syngenta and I thought about Southern States Cooperative, very fine organizations. I'd learned a lot and a few other ventures that I'd been part of. And a good friend of mine, who is actually CEO of a seed company now, Colin Steen, uh, introduced me to somebody who, who knew Tyrannus. And long story short, the right people are talking at the right place. And I meet Ophir Schwamm, the founder, one of the founders, and I, uh, Al Carmi, who used to be with us. He's, he's, a, he's a founder. And they're young 30-something guys, and they'd hired a professional CFO named Overfloor. And uh, when they showed me what they could do, my first call was with Ofer and Ophir, both out of Israel, and they just showed me the power of the tech. My first Zoom call with them uh, was a four-hour call. So you just start realizing, I start asking all these questions, like, how basically, what would you do with this? Oh, if you could do that, we could do this, and you could do this. And so my next call was another four-hour call with Al, who was the COO at the time, and we were literally building like new products and, and moving forward. And so calls start happening like that. And I remember my wife turned to me and go, are you working for them or consulting for them? So it was a really natural thing. The people is what I'm telling you. To be around that spirit of people who found and know how to bring things together. I'm going to get to the tech in a minute. When you see that in people, I don't commonly follow 33-year-old Israel leaders. There is one from a couple thousand years ago. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but you know this one, and I thought about this. This is just an interesting thing. So as I talked to them, I realized really cool tech. The artificial intelligence is amazing. But the idea that you could put fixed wing or rotary over a field at scale, and I could see the holes in every bean leaf and quantify it. I could count every plant 
there's lots of obstacles, right? And I'm trained to find those. But my first instinct was, oh my gosh, this technology, not for the sake of tech, this unlocks a better way to farm. This unlocks a way to actually service growers. And I think this is the key point. Being at Syngenta taught me one thing I'll never forget, through and with the channel and respect the channel. The channel's the retailer, primarily. Like I'm not getting into distribution. And I thought about that a lot. I think the mistakes people make is in ag tech or tech in general, we cut out the middleman, we take that value. I like people who grow the pie. And I see a retail part of the channel that's, it's, it's a hard job. It's a needed job. It's not mobile, right? It's going to be there physically. It's a small segment of the population. So I was able to take that technology with this team of people and address unmet needs in an underserved segment of the market. And when I realized that, and when I realized they wanted to do that, we had a joint vision, I signed on right away because now we're solving a problem with cool tech. And the problem is it's really hard to cover lots of acres and service many, many farmers and growers and do a really great job of it in this environment. Farming is getting more complex and we're actually bringing something that helps the retailer help the farmer. And that's incredibly attractive because then the way everything in ag works is you know, if that retailer can be more powerful and helping with a portfolio and a decision with the farmer, now you have both audiences engaged on technology that makes a difference. And so that's, it's a little long-winded, Justin, but that's for me, it was the right people, the right culture just felt right. The technology is great, but it's solving a unique problem that I think people were missing because they were too close to it. They were assuming that it would make different changes. If you're not from ag, you think the industry is just going to streamline. If you're from a big ag company, you know, you're going to be a little more conservative with how you do these changes and not as focused on how tech can help. And I think 2020 is a different time frame than 2012. And now 2023, now that we're here, uh, we're in a completely different world because even since I've been here, the actual technology we use, we used to invent drones. We used to invent optics. We used to do all of that. The, now the industry, the world's caught up where we can use off-the-shelf solutions to pair with our AI yeah. and our proprietary know-how. And that really changes it, Justin. And so I, I think I saw a future quickly, but you always bet on the people. And I'm going to tell you, the founders of this company and their backers, the investors are some of the finest people I've ever met. And I really enjoy working with them. And when they agreed to go with this, go to market and to build to solve this problem, that's a win-win. I mean, it was a probably one of the best choices I've ever made. That's awesome. It. Uh, I was talking with a guy recently and he said, you know, uh, he was a founder and he said that earlier in his career, which for him would have been 20, 30 years ago, he said, you know, uh, one of my investors said, I invest in people, not technology. And with an engineering background, he's thinking, well, that's ridiculous. You should invest in technology. It's what's, you know, right. that's the unfair advantage. We've all heard that. That's it, People make the biggest difference. Uh, and I think that's not just for investors. It's for the people of, of any organization. Like they want to go to a place where they respect the, the leadership group and the culture that they're creating. And then if in the progress, you get to do something with impact about something you care about, or it's just fun sitting around, kicking around ideas and you actually see yep. some of your ideas get implemented like that's that's icing on the cake at that point so it sounds like you had sort of three things hitting for you you like the people you you came in at an interesting time where some yep. of your ideas are getting used like right away it sounds like in big ways and then three you knew that the rollout to go to market was going to not go against what you believed in but actually could be exactly what you believed in right 
Yeah. And it's rare to find people who are not from the industry directly that are humble enough to come in and trust that and let you build and shape it. I think that's the big piece for me. And yeah, I, I agree. And I, I, I don't think it's anything unique. I just think being willing to have the fortitude to go after that unmet challenge or the person who doesn't feel listened to that's having a harder time working and being able to go help that and build jobs in rural America and build new tech and really like lift a capability set for somebody. When people can get energized by that, and this company has across many nations, different cultures, for us to be able to bring our skill set forward and actually address a problem, that's better because you're not just moving tech into a market. We're not, I'm not here to just drive shareholder value, right? I'm here to actually solve a problem that creates an economic opportunity that we share in. We grow that and then business gets taken care of. And I think that's what I really like is that's been the way they've allowed us to manage and that's the way we work and we just have the best people. So we just try to carry that forward. And I think yeah. our retailers are part of that story because that's how they work. And I think probably that's the most important thing. We work in the market and we work like our customers work. And that creates a sense of uh, kinsmanship, if you will. And you really start to understand each other. And I, I'd say that that's a key part of it too, is having the U.S. agricultural retailer and their people be part of our teams and feeling like you're helping them and that you're working together. I mean, that's a win for everybody. So there's yeah. a lot of good things for Tyrannus, but, and then some of it's timing, Justin, some of it's just timing, right time, that, right technology, right place. That kinship you talk about, I don't think you can fake that stuff. And I think people can, can smell it when it's off. Like when you walk in the room, when you jump on the call, like they can just tell. And man, if you don't have that, um, well, first of all, when you do have it, things tend to work out. It just tends to work yeah. out. Everything's oriented in the right direction. Everything kind of gets taken care of for the most part, it seems like. But when you are aiming at other things that aren't interests aren't aligned, man, it's like hard work, I think. And stuff doesn't click the way it should. Well, I think when you can walk to uh, so think about a retailer today, what are you worried about? Probably hiring good people, maintaining it, servicing many farmers that are you know, they're keeping businesses together and farming while it's very independent because of the machinery, because of the communities, because of the supply chain, it's a community activity, right? Free market driven, all of that. But when you can bring technology together that helps bring that community together, helps them be smarter, helps them grow quicker um, and helps them have more transparency in what they're doing. And you're bringing a solution that's aimed not around, but through the way they work that gets a lot of traction, right? So I've seen ag tech in the past where it's like, hey, I think we can go around this whole channel thing and we can sell directly. And then when they do that, they bypass all the physical, like why does retail exist historically? To move big, heavy piles to smaller piles. Now they do a lot more than that, but the truth is you still have to move a lot of stuff, have a lot of stewardship, a lot of tracking. There's a lot of value that's created by retailers that are dependent upon and that the grower and the retailer, there's not really a dichotomy between the two. They work together. It's symbiotic, right? It's really good. And so we saw that problem a little bit differently than most people. And we thought if I have submillimeter leaf level imagery from every acre for your growers, yeah, it's good for the grower, but it's really good for the retail advisor because now you can plan. Now you can communicate now. So we took it from ring doorbell at your house, like on your farm to actually how you work together and that should transform how you engage and how you work. And I, I would tell you, if you don't know about it, 
the reason I joined Tyrannus is there's a technology company outside of ag. Two of them that I saw that I just liked. One was xtime.com. And the other one was, uh, they've been bought since then at Indy, a different kind of CX Sharpen. And if it's okay, I mean, xtime.com, if you look them up, you drop your car off at the dealership, mechanic videos himself, your car takes pictures. It gives you what's working, what isn't. And I'm sure everybody's like, that takes me out. My service desk, everybody loves my service people. You're removing the human touch. But what it actually does is it creates a better touch. It gets all the stuff out of the way. So I get an easy text message. I make quick decisions, but then I can focus on the conversation I need to have with my mechanic or my service manager. And that and that that lifts a lot of people. So I, And then I saw CX Sharpen back when you buy shoes from Zappos.com. They had a call center and it trained their people on how to be better and service their customers' needs real time. I thought that's really cool technology. So when I met Tyrannus, those ideas were in the back of my head for agriculture. And I know it's how do you connect that with aerial surveillance? What I realized is if you have this crop intelligence and I can do stand counts, I have all of this. Now ag is ready to take these technologies that other industries are using and deploy them. And I think when you try to get away from the physical work on every acre and try to have an easy shortcut in software, you're going to fail. When you build tech like Tyrannus has, and you actually send people and robots out, and you go collect this information, that's as important as the artificial intelligence that we use to analyze it. Because now, And we're good at both. We're very good at both, which means we can start leading retail, and retail can start leading the industry in better ways to communicate with growers. So I'd like to look at analogs and then say, what's stopping us? And Tyrannus, I mean, we're very fortunate because our investors in this company we built things most wouldn't most would shy away from. We have a we have a very good and deep operational network. We have the world's largest fleet of a particular kind of DJI drones that's commercially used. We used it before it was commercially offered. We adjust our sensors to it. We have offline systems to be there. So I'd say we're really good at the AI, but we're also good at acquisition and the analysis. And that's going to enable kind of the transformations you've seen in other industries. We've done now the hard work of getting the information from every acre and analyzing it. That's going to help retail now move forward in a new way. Does that make sense, Justin, where I'm headed? It, it does. And I, I think I'm curious, whenever you're talking with people um, in the retail sphere, do they appreciate sort of your go-to-market and the way you've kind of laid this out and how you uh, value that piece and how you're trying to make that job easier or better? Like, do they appreciate that? Or is there still like a little bit of a rub of like, Hey, hey, just making sure you're not trying to replace me go around us. Yeah. I was going to joke. You say, do they appreciate you? I'm like, well, the, the ones that sign on do for sure. But uh, <laughs> it, no, they do. And I think a lot of people like the concept, right? I think the stumbling block is not, I'm going to be replaced. I think people, I think people get beyond that because what am I replacing? I've got millions of pixels for you across as many acres as you want to do. I've got millions of plants being digitized and it's automatically, it's economically feasible. It's automatically being cataloged, analyzed, organized. So you could do your work as an advisor. So imagine now as an advisor, you start your morning knowing the stand count on all your customers' fields, the seed they have, the start they got, and you know their herbicide plans and you know where the weeds are coming up and what kind by species from your cup of coffee and your computer in the morning. 
Do you miss getting in the truck and not knowing where you're going to go in the morning or huffing through acre by acre and, and trying to analyze that? Probably not. So I do hear it, but not from the progressive one. I say this, this technology is for winners. It's for people who want to grow, who want to grow their business. No, I don't see that as a major hurdle. I think, I think it's actually just the biggest consequence to taking on technology like this is it's not for the faint of heart. It's going to change the way you work. So if you buy this and you just want to resell this and say, hey, Mr. Grower, Miss Grower, just look at your acres, then you shouldn't do it. If you're going to buy this and you're going to engage with this partnership and you're going to use this and how you engage with your growers and you're going to, and it's going to change how you work and where you go and how you interact, then you're going to have an uplift in a lot of things in your business, both in quality and volume, and you're going to have better engagement with your grower. It's right for you. So the first thing we do when we do discovery, we qualify partners or customers, is we try to see where they're at in that journey. And we try to marry that with people who are going to take it forward. Um, so yeah, in 90% plus of the chances that we got with people, they want to take on that challenge, but these are big organizations. And every now and then you've got one or two that just maybe aren't quite ready for it yet, but here's how we solve it. We have a customer success team. They're not hired from tech. They're hired from ag retail and ag inputs. So they know business and they walk with you every step of the way, not just setting you up in systems. That's the easy part. Because all I need are field boundaries and planting dates and we roll. You don't do anything else. We have people who do nothing else but worry about your business, how you're using this stuff. And they're going to say, hey, Justin, we've looked at Justin's farm. If the advisor that's calling on them, you might want to see these things. I know you can see it in the system. We pulled out some highlights for you. And we do webinars. We do web meetings. We do in person. And we really help them adopt the technology because the technology is fine. But helping people with that change curve is really where you're at because Think about customer success. That's a weird term for most people. What does that even mean? I get it in software, but for ag retail, you have to have the data in front of somebody so they can make those decisions, make those outbound calls, organize teams. And we have that information and we're working with retail to do that. So a little long there, Justin, what I'm trying to get at is if you want to use this technology, you have to be prepared to embrace it with how you work with the grower. And it pays off when you do that. If you buy this with the expectation that it's a grower tool only, then you're probably not going to be satisfied. Your grower might be, but you may not be satisfied with the outcome. That's because it requires, it doesn't replace you. It actually makes you better and it requires you to engage with it. Um, but I think it's really a lift. I think that's what technology is supposed to be. It enhances yeah. what an advisor should be doing. What do you see? What do you hear from the power users? Like the people who have gone onto it early or just, you know, use it all the time, use it to its full potential. Like, what are they telling you? Well, let's do the positives and then we'll do where are the challenges because technology is always growing. I think what they're telling me is I've got one in mind. It's really nice is they, they focus on the grower experience and how they grow that and for the sales. And they say, look, the technology, no doubt, the imagery is absolutely amazing. It stops, it creates conversations that we need to have. It helps me know where I'm going to send my team. And it does raise my bottom line. Okay. So we do see an increase in profitability for retail, which by the way, that's not a bad word for growers that hear this. It just means that they're creating economic value that they both can appreciate and share in. So it creates opportunity. Um, it makes your jobs a bit easier, but it helps them have discussions with growers that sometimes you wouldn't anticipate. So think about this, a big part of retail today is what's called custom application. 
So for the IT people listening to this, I'm not talking about building software. I'm talking about you pay a retailer because you don't want to buy all the equipment or do all the application of um, whether it's crop protection or fertility yourself, you pay a company to do it, right? So the company that you buy it from, like a take a cooperative or an integrated chain like Nutrient will do that for you for a fee. Well, if I have surveillance, to use that word, or monitoring of every field, I see the good and the bad, which means I might see mistakes that you make as an applier, even though you're providing this service. And so that's usually one of the obstacles is, well, I don't know if I want to do that because then they're going to pick out you know, where I, we have issues. What they tell us now is we want to be the first ones to see it. We know what happens. We also think, and they, they know growers appreciate the transparency, but they actually find that, let's say you miss some weeds as an example. Would you rather have that conversation with the grower and be proactive with it? Because the grower does. And you, can you grow your business with that? And can you deepen that relationship? Or would you rather them see it on their own and not know? So it's the customer that you know more about what's going on with your customers, probably the, the feedback that I see the most. And I always think there's things that can be better about it, right? And that's where they always want more analysis, more automation, more calculations. And that's stuff we're still working through. You have to balance ease of use and the amount of data that's there to get there. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's changing the way people are thinking about selling. Really quick on uh -huh. that is it's not an in-season tool only. So when you see this, you can say, I see weed kill weed. Like that's how we're trained. Yeah, okay, you can do that and that's fine. What you really have for a farm or a set of farms is over a timeline, the stand count, the start it got, the genetic potential, the pressure it was under on weed, disease, whatever, weather, and you have it aggregated over time and you know the choices that you've made. So when you get to the end of the season, it's like game tape you can actually figure out how to be better for next season. Because sometimes it's too late. Sometimes you've done what you've done and you have to deal, do the best you can. And this helps with that. What's even better is maybe I should change my hybrid. Maybe I should change my weed management plan. Maybe this changes. So that's the biggest thing we see is now we have post-season, post-harvest activities to enable what should be happening for next year. And that's what's revolutionary, but that's that's probably harder to get to until you understand the tech. But when you see them use it, that's what's starting to happen. Is it's, okay, how did I do this past season? What can I do better? And we help the retailers be that coach and they have the game tape. Does that makes sense? That's awesome. I mean, yeah, it totally does. And I can't help but draw the parallel to our industry in marketing because if, if I'm imagining you know, a client that we work with who has analytics on their website or any kind of social platform they have, yeah. you know, what we've done over time is we've learned what we typically information we want to pull and we've got scripts and automation that pulls that for us. And then we hire, you know, really good people to look at that and make, uh, analyzations off of that and recommendations. And we can do things sometimes in the flow of things and other times after, uh, we need more data on it where you need yep. a full cycle to then take a real serious look at it. But to imagine now that we've had that and we've done that for a long time, the idea of doing what we do at any sort of level without that, would almost be like crippling now. Like we have to have that. Like we, it's so critical. So it seems like now that we've got these tools that you can look at a field in this way, as soon as this becomes like the regular thing, I don't think we'll be able to imagine doing it without it, I would think. I think the tech term, I don't tend to use them because I want to be relatable to, you know, most people and it's not my world, but it's, it's creating a digital twin and then understanding what's there. 
and that leads to models and scenarios in the future. But I take, I take it really easy is I just know what happened and why, and it's organized in an easy way. And today there's a lot of stuff that's tracked on your equipment. There's a lot of things that are tracked. What's hard to really track is how many plants are coming up, how many are healthy, what weeds did I have? How did my management program work? Is this happening? Is this working? So imagine a world now where whether you're Syngenta, Bayer, BSF, FMC, you name it, or your Nutrient, Helena, Wilbur Ellis, Simplot, large cooperative, you know, name the state, or you're a grower, or actually you're John Deere, an equipment provider, and, and sometimes they participate in this, and you can put data together that makes you all have a better conversation to make sure all those services and products come together to give you a better yield and better efficiency. That's where we're headed. And I mean, I'm really, I think that's where you start seeing things happen that you don't plan on. So we have a location or two where an equipment dealer and the retail, the agricultural retailer have partnered with this to the grower because the equipment provider is like, I want to show you that my equipment's good, that I manage your, your planter's great. I want to monitor this. I want to help you. And the ag retailer is saying, I, we have the inputs, we have the seed, we're doing this. And they've gone together with a joint offer in the market. And I don't know that that's ever been done before. And when I saw that, that's when I realized for me that this thing is, when it starts building on itself and people start using it in new ways, that's when you really have something. I think we have lightning in a bottle here. I really do because it's new information. The biggest challenge is this changes the way I work. It's not, is it valuable? It's not, can it make me better? It's, this is going to force me to change how I work. And that's a harder thing to do than, than probably people think. Like the resistance to change is very tough. Inertia is a tough one. Um, getting something to move that doesn't want to move when changes, and that's what change is, right? But I, I find that whenever there's something that's emotionally motivating because it's just like cool or that helps, right? Like, do you ever, are you ever doing demos and people are like, holy cow, I can't believe I can get that level of detail. I mean, are they geeking out on this stuff or what? what's what's that reaction yeah. like? So I, I have to, internally, I think we're so used to seeing it. I've had the discussion I sit here in this office. In two seconds, I can open up a farm, name the state. I can go through the history of it. I can see what's going on. And I can call that advisor or grower and I can start asking questions. And we take for granted that in 30 seconds, 60 seconds, I can open a farm and do that and have a legitimate, I have enough background, but I have a legitimate discussion of why does this farm have significantly more weed pressure versus the other ones in that same area? And you'll learn things like they'll tell you about riverbed. They'll tell you about the soil. They may tell you that we do custom app for everybody but him and he does his own application. But what's amazing is you, like what I'm saying to me, that sounds normal to people who see this for the first time. That's jaw dropping. Like 